Welcome to the Professional WordPress Podcast. I'm Doug. And I'm David. And this is episode four, A Premium Seems Worth It. So let's get started with the changelog. What have you been up to, David? So we're in the final phases of finishing the first version of a new plugin that we're working on over at Fastcat Apps. It's going to be in the email marketing space. I'll share more details once we make some more progress. But one of the things we've been working on is a live preview. Kind of what you see is what you get with a big editor. And we're using this cool JavaScript library called Knockout.js. And it makes it really easy to do this kind of great user interface editors. There's some data binding involved, which means that if you change something in a field somewhere, then somewhere else in the user interface, things change. So it's pretty cool. And I'm pretty excited about our progress. And I'll share more details with you guys soon. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing the final product. I've seen uh, some initial versions and it's looking pretty nice so far. Thanks, man. Yeah. So big thank you to uh, Dan and Ian at Tropical MBA for the shout out. Uh, we're mentioned on their last podcast. So we really appreciate that. Which is, by the way, a great podcast. I would highly recommend um, subscribing to the Tropical MBA podcast if you're at all interested in running your own business. Definitely and, check those guys out. And also location independence. Uh, yeah. Really good and, good resource. And, and, even, and even if you're living in Chicago and you're not that much into the tropical side of things. There's a lot of good business advice there in general. Yeah, the name might be a little bit misleading. You don't have to be in a tropical climate. Uh, we also want to say thanks to the four new reviews that we got. Uh, ben from the US, Julian from Germany, Trent Anderson from Australia, and Lucas Hienberger from Austria. So thanks, guys, for the reviews. Thanks. And so this episode is inspired by a blog post that David pointed out, which seems to be going viral. Uh, it's called What's Your Perception of Theme Forest? And so we're going to link that up in the show notes, but uh, it's on it's on WP Tavern. Yeah, check it out. It's a great discussion of if you should be buying themes from Theme Forest and what the quality is like there. Let's move on to the core. Our premium themes worth it. And first, we'll get started with free themes. Um, because free themes in a lot of cases are great um, solutions for based on what you want to accomplish. I think in general that free themes are great if you're a developer and you want to build custom themes for yourself or for your clients. There's a lot of really solid starter themes out there. One of them I mentioned in last week's episode is called Bones WP. Another one is called Underscores by the guys from Automatic. And then even the default WordPress themes such as 2014, 2013, 2012, etc. are really, really solid themes. So those are great if you're starting from scratch and you want to develop and customize your site. So free themes can definitely be great. And especially if you're familiar with WordPress and you know what you're doing and maybe you've got some dev skills, free themes can be a fantastic option. But the point that we're trying to make in this episode is that if you're a new user, or you're running your business on WordPress and you're not super tech savvy, you're probably just going to be much, much better off using premium themes. And there's a couple of reasons we don't recommend free themes. So the first one is that you have to know what you're doing. Most of these themes are relatively light. So you'll have to put in some CSS or PHP to make the customizations you might want. And depending on your level, of skill and experience, this may or may not be worth your time. Uh, you know, even 
for myself, I prefer premium themes, even though I, I can do the CSS. It's, it's a lot faster to have something that has a lot of this stuff uh, pre-built. So maybe if you've got really simple needs and you're a beginner level user, but you really care about crafting good quality blog posts and you just don't care at all about how professional your site is going to look, um, then you're going to be okay with some of the, those free themes that we've just recommended. Yeah. There's also, with the free themes, there's a greater risk of the author vanishing and just not providing support anymore. There's a risk of spammy footer links and malware and link spam. So basically, I, and I used to do a lot of SEO. So one thing that people do, so just like the legitimate route of you know building a nice theme and then just putting a link in the footer to your own product or site that you're trying to rank. And there's not really anything wrong with that. Um, and of course, you can always edit the theme as well, but um, maybe it's just not the best fit with your site if you've got to put a link to some completely random site. But the other thing is that Doug told me about that apparently when you Google free WordPress themes, a lot of the themes, once you download them and analyze them, there's some malware in there. Yeah. Do you know more about that? So I've, I've heard this uh, from a couple of sources. You know, it's possible it may be different now, but... Basically, if, if you're not using uh, WordPress.org or a trusted source for these themes, you really don't know uh, secure and what isn't. So it's best to, to stick with something that, that you know is good. And you know, even if it comes up very high on Google, that doesn't necessarily mean it's, it's free of malware. Yeah. And so when you're using something like WordPress.org to find free themes, Maybe the quality of the themes is not always high and maybe there's some issues with the code, but at least, you know, there's not going to be any malware or anything dodgy going on. So make sure to only use trusted sources um, when using free themes. And that also reminds me of a story that I recently heard over a couple of beers. And apparently there's people out there, they would build, say, free themes or free plugins and they wouldn't put them on in the WordPress repository, but they would host them on their own sites and rank them organically using SEO. And um, those would be okay plugins like social media, widgets, etc. And what they would do is they would build hidden links that they would hide via CSS into those plugins. And they would even have like a backend panel where they could basically, the, the plugin would like talk to their server and they could change the link destination and the anchor text. So Obviously, you probably don't want one of those things on your site. So just make sure that you use a trusted source. So you'll stay away from that kind of stuff. So we'll move on to premium themes where these kinds of things, you have a much less chance of, of coming across. It's still possible that you could have malware in a premium theme, but it's much less likely if, if somebody's actually getting revenue off of selling that theme, they're more Absolutely. incentivized to, to make a good product that people will recommend to other people. Right. So the first thing with premium themes is that usually, and we'll come to Themeforest in a second, so this might not always apply to Themeforest, but if you buy premium themes from legitimate, um, you know, reputable uh, theme development shops, you'll usually have great support. So whenever you have problems, you just, there's a forum, there's a support ticket that you can send. You know, there, you know somebody's there that is going to help you, which can be invaluable if you're running your business. There's also the updates. Uh, you're more likely that you're going to get timely upgrades and bug fixes for the theme if you're using something that's premium. And based on which theme provider you use, you might get them automatically. Um, the, the bigger theme shops now roll out automatic 
updates, which means you don't have to worry about, you know, if there's some kind of security problem or just general improvements, it seems going to be automatically updated and you don't really have to think about it. Some of the other advantages are that the premium themes are generally well-coded. Some are much better than others. Especially with themes on ThemeForest, there's some atrocious coding going on. And I see that sometimes as well in support tickets um, for my Easy Pricing Tables plugin where people would complain about it not working on their site. And you know, once you start to dig in, there's just some massive flaw in the code base of the theme. And it's, it's just a pain to fix yeah. those kind of support tickets because the issue is really not, a default is really not on your side, but you're kind of trying to, to help them anyways. Yeah, so that may may not always be an advantage, but I would say it's it's more likely on a premium theme to get it well coded than a random free theme that's out there. Absolutely, and then the other thing is that with a good premium theme, there's going to be a nice user interface. It's just going to be it's just going to be a much better user experience in general to use one of those premium themes that is well maintained to you know build and customize your site. Uh, especially if you're a beginner. But even if you're an advanced user, I know my stuff on WordPress and I would rather have a nice user interface than you know, deal with something really ugly and atrocious looking. Yeah, exactly. So some of the places you would buy the themes, uh, the first one we mentioned was ThemeForest. And this yep. is a marketplace. So when you're buying from ThemeForest, there are various authors on there. And so if you buy two different themes from there, there's a good chance they might be from two different authors. And if the author of your theme kind of vanishes, then ThemeForest isn't going to provide you support in the meantime. They're just a marketplace. So there's so there's uh, the disadvantage. So, so, so the stereotype, and, and there are exceptions. There's a lot of good um, themes as far as I understand on there. But one of the stereotypes is kind of that themes on ThemeForest, they look very pretty, but they're kind of horribly coded and don't really have any support and also might not get updated very frequently or even get updated at all. And you were like, you were telling me about a guy that you personally know. Um, obviously, we're not going to name any names here, but you told me about a guy who has a theme on there. Yeah, there was uh, there's somebody I know who's actually, he's he still makes some recurring revenue on a theme that he published on ThemeForest. Uh, so with recurring revenue, you mean ago. he's got he's got people he's got people that buy every month, yeah. but not subscription, right? Um, so so basically, people still buy his theme even though he hasn't updated it in a long time. So I've I don't even know what theme it is. Uh, but in general, if you don't update your theme, then there are it's more likely that there's going to be problems later. It's almost impossible to make a theme that's going to be unbreakable. Yeah, so he's basically making passive income. So yeah, he built this exactly. theme once. He's doing no support. He's doing no updates, and the money is coming in. And that's that's you know that's good for him. But that sucks when you're somebody yeah. that buys that theme. And again, there's a lot of good authors on there as well. So maybe if you do want to go down the theme forest route, it might make sense to do some research Absolutely. and figure out who the trustworthy vendors on there are. Anything else that we want to say about theme forest? ThemeForest in general is also cheaper than some of the more established companies. So there's a bit more of a price pressure on there as well, which at the end of the day might lead to crappy support or products. Yeah. But at the same time, it's it's a very big marketplace. So if, if you go there, you have a lot of options, which may may not always be a good thing. There may be, you know, a lot of the options out there won't be good ones. And then you still have to do your research to find 
the ones you like. Yeah. It's going to take a while. So one of the <laughs> themes that I've heard, one of the themes that I've heard good things about on Theme Forest is called Creasy. So that's one of the themes that I've found on Theme Forest that is supposed to be good is called Creasy. And we will link that up in the show notes. So next thing on our list is Woo Themes. What's been your experience with Woo Themes, Doug? So with Woo Themes, uh, I used to have a license and I, I basically I, I let the license expire because I wasn't crazy about the way that everything was coded and, and laid out. I don't I don't think WooThemes was necessarily bad, but the framework of my choice is Genesis. And I I made the decision to just stick with Genesis. So I, I don't So 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 before we move on to Genesis, um yeah, like like what do you think about WooThemes? So I used WooThemes a couple of times in the past, probably also more frequently, like two or three years ago than I am using them today. But their themes usually they're quite nice looking and um, the user interface is pretty relatively easy to use and they're they're solid products. They make they make good themes there. You would agree, right? Yeah. And you know, the advantage of a company like Woo Themes over ThemeForest is that it's one company supporting all of the themes. So you you don't have to worry as much about one theme losing support. Uh that being yep. said, uh they do deprecate themes over time, and I think this is true with most theme shops that have that sell multiple themes is that they will drop support for certain themes over time. Yep. I, I heard just quite a it seems that one of the more concerning things going on in the WordPress premium theme world is that there seems to be this huge pressure on theme shops to just like release a new theme every 30 days or so. And if if you have to turn out that many themes, I guess you'll just have to drop support at some point for the old ones. Yeah. Um the other thing about Woo themes is that WooThemes obviously works very well with WooCommerce. So if you're using WooCommerce, it might make sense to check out some of some of the WooThemes because they're guaranteed to work with your e-commerce solution. Yeah, that's a big advantage of WooThemes. And a lot of people like the user interface of WooThemes too. So if you're if you're not a power user, then it's might be worth checking out. So what about Genesis? So so Genesis is my theme framework of choice, and I've been using them probably since a, a couple months after Genesis actually first came out. Okay, so so uh, back up here for a second. What's the difference between a theme and a theme framework, just to make sure everybody understands? All right, so a, a theme framework, it's basically like you're loading two themes at once. So the, the framework itself has the bulk of the code and usually the bulk of the styling. And then you have a child theme that kind of borrows most of the code from the framework and has a, a relatively small amount of CSS and custom code that kind of so, lays on top of that. So one of the advantages of that would be that the main theme is always going to be kept up to date and yeah. you don't have to worry about compatibility issues in the long run, unlike some of the other theme shops that phase out themes and drop support for them. Yeah, Because the framework is the core and then the child theme is just kind of a small layer of design exactly so it's it's still possible that a framework update could break your child theme but it's much less likely than and for the theme developer it's a lot less work for them to have it separated that way to have a framework that has a bulk of the code and then child themes that don't have to be updated nearly as often so talk to me about that for a bit because 
I just built the new FatCat website by hand like two months ago or so. And it seemed that there would be a lot of advantages in using something like Genesis um, and then just make FatCat apps my child theme. But the reason I didn't end up going down that route was that I wasn't familiar with Genesis and there's just a certain you know learning curve that if you're only building one single site, it might just be easier to use something like underscores or bones WP as a starter theme and then build your theme on top of that. But if you're if you're doing client work and you're just, you know, building tons of themes for clients, it probably makes sense to use Genesis. Is it is it gonna shorten your development cycle? Um for me at this stage, it's definitely faster for Genesis. Uh I only use Genesis at this point. So anything I build on there it's it's pretty quick and I'm not wasting time learning other frameworks. So I think whether you're using Genesis or another framework, if you can select just one to focus on, you you know, you can get really good at one thing rather than being mediocre at a bunch of different frameworks. I would much prefer to be an expert in one thing. Absolutely. So let's move on to the next theme on our list, which is thesis. So thesis theme if I remember correctly, Thesis was huge like three, four, or five years ago. They had a really, really good marketing. Maybe they also had a good affiliate program, which might have been part yeah. of the reason. So four years ago, when you were studying a WordPress blog, everybody was telling you to use Thesis. And I used Thesis too, and it was it was an okay theme. Um, one one problem with Thesis, I remember, is that everybody's site looked the same unless you yes. had a developer. And exactly. the whole <laughs> messaging of Thesis really was kind of, it's like easy to use and, you know, it's easy to customize, but still every site basically looked the same. Yeah, I think it's more difficult than people realized or maybe people just liked or didn't care. Yeah, you basically had to write PHP to um, make even like small changes, um, which it was very simple, PHP, but PHP nonetheless. So, how do you feel about Thesis? And also, um, I think Thesis 2.0 came out like a year or so ago. It kind of seems that if things have been going downhill a bit for them, right? Like, I don't think yeah. I would recommend um, their theme at this point. I remember installing Thesis a while ago on a site with the WP debug flag turned to true, which basically means that if there's any kind of warnings or errors, they're actually going to show, mm-hmm. which... That's not the default setting for um, production websites. But basically, there were just like issues and problems all over. So this might have changed with Thesis 2.0, but I think they also don't do a really good job of you know following WordPress practices. And they also have a history of ha- there have been like conflicts between Matt Mullenweg and the guys from Automatic and the guys from Thesis yeah. because Thesis was infringing you know some of the some of the WordPress licensing and stuff like that. So you're probably just better off going with some alternative option. Yeah. The the other issue with uh, 2.0 is that they basically rewrote the framework from scratch or, or they made major changes at least, which I think for them, it sounded like a good idea and maybe it actually did make the code better. But the big problem was all of the previous thesis users couldn't upgrade very easily. So most most of them are still sticking with, uh, I believe it's Thesis 1.85, I think was the last version before 2.0. And then there's also a lot of other theme shops. Obviously, we don't have enough time or have had enough experience with you know, the dozens of theme shops out there. Uh, one of the more well-known themes that you actually had a bad experience with, Doug, is called Pagelines. Yeah. Can you tell us about that real quick? So 
basically I, I had purchased page lines. There was a, a one-time fee plus a recurring subscription. And basically I, I purchased it and I spent a lot of time learning it. And then they decided to launch a new product replacing their flagship product. And they dropped support for the old one. And there was no way to migrate from one to the other. And, you know, the new one you would have to pay for, there wasn't a free upgrade. And at that point, I just spent all this time learning one system. Uh, mm. And then I found out that they're not going to support it. And, I, you know, I paid the money for it too. And so I never tried the next version. And I don't, I don't think I will unless, you know, I hear from enough people that yeah. it's amazing. We're not saying it's a bad product. We just had questionable customer service policy and you felt pretty disappointed and let down. Yeah. You know, the products may have been good at one point, but then, you know, when you have some kind of major issue like this, it really makes you question if you want to support that company. Yeah. Okay, so let's summarize here real quick. So you were basically making the point that if you're an inexperienced user who doesn't want to write tons of CSS or, you know, if you're running a business and you just want like a stable theme and you want to make sure your site is secure and, you know, stays up to date, it just makes a lot of sense to go down the premium theme route. We're talking, I'm not sure what prices are, but we're talking like anywhere from like 40 to like $80 or so, maybe a little bit more, but it's it's a pretty small one-time investment. Um, you might have to keep renewing your license after that, which is actually a good thing because it allows the theme company, you know, to stay in business and actually keep supporting you. So Doug, I think listeners probably can already guess it, but what's our recommendation? What what do we think people should use? So so my personal recommendation is with Genesis. I, I would caution people that uh, there is a learning curve in, in learning it. If you use one of the child themes without customization, then it's not too bad. But if you're not comfortable with uh, doing any kind of development, then maybe something like uh, WooThemes might be better suited for you. Okay, so we would say that if you are not comfortable with coding, then you should choose a Genesis child theme that just kind of looks good out of the box, similar to what you want your site to look like. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And of course, we've got um, a link to Genesis in our show notes. We, we do have an affiliate link. We also have a non-affiliate link. If you want to support the show, you can click on that. If not, that's okay too. Okay, so let's move on to this week's tips and tricks session. And I'll start. So my tip for the week is the discuss comment system. And you might have heard of that before. It's just a it's a pretty slick plugin slash application that replaces the default WordPress comments. And I find that a lot of people that leave comments on blogs in general at this point have a discuss account and already are logged in. So when they come to your site, they can immediately leave a comment without having to enter the name or the email address or the website or any of that. And What's also cool is that people actually get notifications about replies and people responding to them, et cetera. So you never have this issue of, you know, leaving a well thought out comment and then people responding to you and you never finding out that anybody responded. So yeah, I recommend checking it out. It's completely free. Of course, we've also got a link in the show notes. And, and I believe you can log in using Facebook or Twitter as well. Yep. So you don't necessarily so, have to set up a Discuss account. So it really reduces the friction. I don't have statistically significant data on this, but I think that discuss leads to more comments. Yeah, and um, there's also again, I don't, I don't have the statistical data to back this up, but I've heard you get fewer spam comments 
by using this versus the default WordPress comments. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't, I don't think I'm getting any spam comments, actually. Yeah, so that's that's a big advantage. If you've had uh, comments enabled, you've, you've probably had to put some kind of anti-spam solution in place at some point because no matter how popular or unpopular your site is, the spam bots are going to find you. So Absolutely. My tip for for this week's episode is a simple plugin called Duplicate Post. And basically what this does is it allows you to duplicate a post or a page from the main posts or page editor. So a lot of times if you write something with a lot of repeated content or you make a bunch of settings such as, you know, the layout or uh, metadata and you want to make a copy of that, you'll have to go in and copy a lot of fields manually. And what this plugin lets you do is just you know, make a full copy with one click. That's really cool. Um, I remember one of the features that we've added to Easy Pricing Tables a while ago was um, the ability to make a copy of an existing pricing table. And it actually was, I think there was like a little bit of hacking involved on our part. So there wasn't really a clean way by default from WordPress to do that. So yeah, that's that's great to hear that there's a plugin for that. Yeah, I find, you know, it's not useful in every single case, but when you do need to use it, it you know, saves you that extra few minutes. Or... Yeah, so so here's an example where it would be useful for me is I've got my Easy Pricing Table sales page on FatCat Apps and right now I've got three different versions of the sales page and they're all basically cycling through using, you know, doing A-B tests using Google Analytics content experiments and it would just be much easier to be able to duplicate one of those pages instead of having to, you know, copy and paste all the HTML and, you know, the SEO data and all this kind of stuff in there. So, yeah, that sounds like a really useful plugin. I'll definitely check it out. So that's it for this week's episode. You can leave a comment or find the show notes at wpcast.fm slash themes. If you like this episode, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening.